Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? Then perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of healthcare. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatment. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. Okay, folks, in today's episode, we have a special segment of American Honesty for you. So as always, for these episodes, we have our co-host, Mr. Andrew Hoffman and Mr. Jake Bible, and we're also joined today by Ethan Franz, who's back on the show, and he wanted to come on and talk about toxic masculinity. And it's not something that I know a ton about. I've definitely heard it before, and I think I know why people have been using it, but I don't know the real ideas behind why it's being used and what's really going on. So I was definitely excited to sit down with the boyos and have the conversation, and we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. We were laughing the whole time. It was great. So hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as we did. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to a special episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast that we like to call American Honesty. As always, we have our two co-hosts for this, Mr. Andrew Hoffman. What's up, everybody? And Jake Bible. Morning. How you boys doing? Good, good. Super. We also have a guest today, a uh, repeating guest, Mr. Ethan Franz. Ethan, how you doing, sir? Good. How good. you guys? Doing great. Doing well, Ethan. Good. So what's going on, boys? How you guys been? Good. Loose. Hanging. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'd say life stuff again, but yeah. it's just, just same get, old. Just getting my, kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. Getting my 39 on, you know? You, I mean, <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. No, not yet. No, not, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, you will. Yeah. I'm not there. It's awesome. It's great. I got half You'll a decade love it. still. You Sorry. will love it. How old are you, Ethan? 
28. Awesome. Oof. Okay. Yeah. He's awesome. youngin'. Yeah. Youngin'. You don't know a shit about anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Says you, my friend. Yeah. Says now, you know you. what, though? He does, because when I was 28, I was the smartest guy in the world, too. Oh, that's true. I know. Let's see, Coincidentally by, by that age, I kind of realized that I was dumb. Not so much. Not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, 24. Like, oh, I thought I fucking knew everything. No, no. But... Yeah, no. See, for me, the, the, the pits of stupidity... <laughs> right about 19 through 21, you know, and then I probably hit my peak around 07, 08, and then I just kind of been, you know, riding Pulling that off I've been riding since. that high ever since, you yeah. know. Yeah, so. I, I think the, the older I get, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know shit. Yeah. It's like, I got so much more to learn. It's funny, too, sometimes. You just laugh at yourself. You're like, why am I still so dumb? Like, I feel like everybody else knows more about everything. It's like, like when we had Ben on the one time with the religion talk, it was like, the more you learn that you know that you don't know that you don't know, that, however that shit went. It's, it's, it's the idea like, of compacting ignorance. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, the more exactly. you learn, the more you realize you don't know. The more it. you realize you're dumb as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's a comfort in that, though. You know? Yeah. Just knowing that, like, I'm going to die and not knowing not a no lot shit. of shit. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of stuff that I'm yeah. just going to have to pass on. Yeah, it's perfect. You know, somebody else can figure it out. That's good. That's oh, a good take. Yeah. So, like Ethan, it. how you been doing? What's been going on in the shop? Uh, Quite a bit, actually. Um, We, well, me personally, I just got finished with the Glock Armorers course. So, for people who haven't listened before, maybe go a little bit of a background of what you do. Okay. Um. Uh, we are a firearm training facility here in Worcester, Ohio. Um, we do everything from concealed handgun license all the way to uh, precision rifle with uh, law enforcement military, uh, as well as civilians. And, uh, I mean, we have our FFL, so we buy, sell, trade guns. And uh, because of what got me into the industry, which is another story in and of itself, I work on guns as well. So um, one of the things that I continually do is I'm always a student. Uh, so I'm always learning. So very recently I went and took the Glock Armorers course, uh, which certifies me to work on every Glock pistol that's on the market other than the fully automatic one. Which is the Glock 18. The I Glock believe. 18, yeah. And that's, uh, <clears throat> you you have to prove LE or military credentials to get your hands on that one. And I don't have either one of those <laughs> so um i don't get to play with the fully auto ones but uh i did learn some things well, that's I, learned good. A lot. I learned a lot so but uh so that was cool that's probably the newest um thing that i've done as a student personally and uh here in the very near future i think we're myself and jeff Wilson, my partner, I believe we're going to be taking a trip to Colorado. Nice. And uh, not sure that I want to talk about that one just yet. We can talk about that later, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can talk about that one later, but uh, that one might be a little surprise for what we're doing with uh, some things here with the local communities. Yeah, very cool. uh, Definitely uh, recap on that once more of the details are out for sure. Yeah, I... uh, I, yeah, I I just don't want to ruin any kind of surprise or anything that we may have coming up. So. Building the suspense. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Need that so, but uh, drop there. But uh, no, things have been going relatively well. Um, you know, uh, election time's coming up. So, it, it, things uh, definitely I seem think, to get a little crazy I around think, election time. Yeah, I think that changes things a little bit. Um, and for uh, well, all of us here being locals, um, you know, we had the fair recently. Um, as well as all the kiddies kind of started going back into the back to school routine. Oh, yeah. So I Andy think talked about that. Yep. So I think that yep. uh, kind of slowed us down in the shop a little bit, just because everybody was doing things elsewhere. Yeah. There was 
other things to be done. Yeah, it's the, kind of a busy time of year for all that kind of stuff. So, but other than that, man, everything's on the up and up. Good. So I know, I know we had kind of talked about getting into some interesting topics like we always like to do on these segments. Never know what's going to be said. Yeah, and, and the, the topic of toxic masculinity kind of came up. Mm. And it, it's, it's interesting because... I'm not exactly sure what that means. Yeah, I didn't really <laughs> like, know what it was. I, I think I think I know what other people think it means, but I'm not sure that. And you know, I some people say because thing. I don't know what it is means that I actually have it, and I don't even realize it's just like the white privilege bullcrap came up. Oh, I love yeah. you, dude. I, I, I had that. I've <laughs> had that told in to my face at work, but because you don't realize you have it, you have it. I'm like, okay. Well, I just tell people, okay, if if any of my successes at this point show yeah. that my white privilege has got me to this point. What can we do to rectify the situation to where I can change it? Me right. personally change the situation to where I am no longer being privileged because I am a different race than you. Yeah, and that we'll see because the toxic masculinity thing came up. I looked up a little bit about it or watched a couple of videos too. Mm-hmm. Just to see. I really didn't honestly know. I've heard it many times and I didn't know the gist behind it. And a lot of the stuff was like, oh, you're being masculine. You're a dude. Like, how dare you? Yeah. My bad. You know, for all this, we're born the way we are. You are who you are. Don't change. Why am I getting criminalized for being a dude? Well, well I guess here's the real question. Is like, why is it such an issue? What's, what's the I problem I think it's here? mainly related to, um, I think in most contexts, at least from like, from what I see, is um, the, you know, the, the new, the, the Me Too movement yes. that's what a lot of it tied into so i, I mean yeah like it's that's you know typically when i see women talking about it it's it's that um i guess the, the, the i guess it's the wanting to group a certain you know a certain type of guy into being somebody who would like perpetuate uh the patriarchy they would probably say patriarchy would, was brought up a lot which would just you know which would just basically be you know men have it you know being you know uh, Dude. elevated in society above women and, uh, um, you know, submissing, you know, making them be submissive. But we're at the most prominent women dominating fields and other things and being in charge of stuff moments of our lives. Yeah, and this I think is being they talked are. And about I think now. they, and I, well, I think that they would credit, they would credit the conversation to the increase in, you know, Okay, but here, if you look at it historically, that's actually not... I mean, this all this shit started happening back in World War II. Okay? Reason being is because all the men... Gone, women did all the yeah, work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the women work is what made the workforce in World War II. I mean, look at things like Rosie the Riveter. You know, I mean, that's a symbol for uh, femininity uh, right now. Um, you know, which I'm proud of that because... I don't think that anybody should be criticized just because they are different than one other person. Mm-hmm. Generally, and this is what I'm probably going to circle back all my arguments to this entire conversation when we talk about this. I believe in equal opportunity. I do not believe in equal outcome. And you can judge someone on their character, not whatever else, you know. Exactly. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean but there's, there's not equal opportunity, though. 
I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying that as like some like left wing talking point. I'm just saying like <laughs> it's just obvious that there's not. I mean, I know for a fact I've had so much more opportunity in my life just because of who my parents were. If we want to get that were. deep into it, are we really that equal? Because yeah. of, I'm not saying that I, I'm not just, saying that just, I'm at fault for it or I feel no. guilty for it. I'm just saying it's obvious. It's just it's naturally, you know? it really is just the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah just natural don't... science. We're not equal technically. Well, I don't know if I believe that. I mean, I I, I think I, we have equal worth. Okay. You want to say equal worth, not equal outcome? I'll believe that. I work in a machine shop where there are there are women that work on the machines, CNC machines and whatnot, working in the oil all day long, mechanically fixing things, and they do it better than some of the guys. So I have no no bias on you know just getting into the topic of are we actually freaking equal? Like we've talked about before with guys and women's sports or whatever like that. Yeah. Like honestly, think about it. On certain levels, no, no, of course it's not. Just the yeah, truth. it is. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at if if sports is a business, yeah, and revenue drives, you know. Yes. Pay and results. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's just it's so it, it's it's kind of like a paradox because, yes, men and women are equal, <clears throat> but they are not equal in yeah. in this circumstance. Yeah. Such as life. Yeah. And that's right. just I mean, I'm sorry. That's reality. Yeah. I don't I don't. Yeah. It's not something that I can agree or disagree with. I can't say that that's right or wrong. That's just how it is. You know, that's just well, how it is. Like Sorry. I said, like I said, we've talked about before, we're not watching news or not having cable, not seeing all these things. I've never really looked up toxic masculinity online or seen social media or whatever. But like a lot of times and things that I found, it was like the boys will be boys quotes mm-hmm. or no homo where guys say that to each yeah. other. My friends and I have always said that as a joke yeah. because we heard somebody saying it and then we were like, aha, that's fucking funny. So we went with it. It's not like a, hey, I'm really not like we do grab each other and, and hug each other and all they, they were saying guys don't do yeah, that it's, because it's it's yeah it's less masculine or something it's, it's like basically that. like it, you could kind of sum it as, as guys giving themselves a, they they give themselves a it's pass, a pass. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, we exactly. get a pass to <clears throat> you know do and say what we want and um you know and then that they they feel like that's i guess toxic and how much well, of that's parenting yeah but i well, mean but i guess like what part of that is the toxic now are we talking like Harvey Weinstein kind of shit, well, where somebody yeah. somebody oh, uses oh. their their a place of power to make women like, absolutely. Sleep with them. I, like, I think that's a perfect that's example. That's of what it is. But here here's but, the thing. I, but I can't. That just because he's a man doesn't make that toxic masculine. That exactly. just means he's an asshole. Well, yeah, right. he's a terrible, right. terrible, terrible character. Character. There's the exact thing. I mean, that's, we have yeah. had a word to describe people like that forever, and it's, it's an asshole. asshole. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that, I think I'm. I think I. I mean, I agree with you guys 100. percent And I'll say that. While I believe there is 100% toxic masculinity, I think that there's unequal scale there. I mean, there's toxic femininity also. Of course. Because we are all, we're all toxic human, human, human beings. Human beings can be assholes. So, That's the thing, I mean, though. it's – so, yeah, Simple. like whether you want to attach a label to it, if you just want to say, well, you're, to- you're being toxically masculine, yeah, because you're toxic, because he's toxic, right. because you're toxic, because we all are. Can so we call him toxic just because you assholes? Wanna, yeah, because you want to put a label on it and try to <clears> – <throat> Use that as a you know weaponize that term and analogy against an entire half of the species here. I mean, good luck. Have fun with your you know with your yeah. fucking cats and your. Uh, all right, what are you saying, dude? I, you I didn't buy all three of those. Now why stereotypes them? So hey, I got yeah. four cats. Yeah, all right, <laughs> I got three. Yeah, like, when did she's you off, that I had when three she's cats? off working, I have three cats, and I'm at home with. I'm the crazy cat guy. So I mean, yeah. Well, so I, you got I, three. You got yeah. four. I got I three. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no pussy over here. Oh, you can punch him, man. That was. I'm sorry. I just can't. That was put up on a TV for me. I was being toxic right there. We all laughed at the expense of another guy, and now he's probably. 
Yeah. He's probably thinking about he's like, and he's got guns too. I just literally triggered the, a man with an arsenal here. Yeah. That hurts my feelings. I know. Oh. Look at him. Oh Look at him. Guys, we got to cancel today. Uh, Matt needs uh, yeah. to retreat. Good to morning's the, too to rough his, already. To his but here's closet. the thing though, like, what's so wrong with doing like masculine <laughs> things? I like to shoot guns, I like to lift weights. I, I love fighting. I think that but Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu are beautiful arts. Until, like we said, that got as labeled and thrown out there and brought up in the news or put in whatever cycles out there. I didn't know there was a problem with being more masculine. I had no idea. Well, let me say this. I was raised yeah. by my mom most of my life. Me and my brother both. He went off into the army and he's like, dude's dude, men's man, hard ass. He can work on stuff too. He's worked on cars. He can shoot the guns if you want to get all into that. Like Stuff that I've never really done or pursued. That if you want to call me more feminine compared to my brother, that's but that, fine. That doesn't but make you less. No, of a but that's man. what I mean. That I don't. I don't get this whole I'm, toxic I'm masculinity. Say, let me just bullshit. say this: that, yes, toxic masculinity has probably led to. They would say that on a macro scale, it's it's guys with you know huge egos starting wars with other you know with each other. On a macro scale, that would be what um, toxic masculinity in its in its most evil and powerful. Form so what's be. the saying behind that? The guys having a dick measuring contest, well, yeah, exactly. fighting over whatever, and that starts war. Yes. So, um, I lost my point though. Sorry. But, no, no, sorry. Go, Jake. no, 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 no. But <laughs> so, but so, yes. I think you know you've got the most evil end of the spectrum in the world can be caused by toxic masculinity. But like I think what Jake was getting to is men being men yeah. has also <clears> led <throat> to. I mean, that put us on the moon. And I'm not going to say I'm not saying that women weren't a part of that. I'm saying men doing what men do contributed mightily to where we are right now. I mean, and you can't have one without the other. Yes, men are a flawed. We are a flawed species, obviously. We're, we're pretty we gross. can do a lot of bad, but we, when we put our minds to it, we can do a hell of a lot of good. We can build and construct human society. Being, human beings are flawed. I mean, yeah. So it's like, that. I mean, yeah, we're, we have a dichotomy to us, and yeah. we have to accept that. And yes, if we choose to use our masculinity for evil, we can fuck up a lot of shit. I mean, we can burn it all down, but we can, you know, you can see what we're, 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 I think we're, that's the fight we're in right now. We're trying to build certain things up right now. We're trying to burn certain things down and just problem is everybody wants to do the, you know, the opposite of somebody else. They want to burn yeah, what the other guy's trying we're to build. All and, sides right yeah. It's and terrible. it's like, yeah, we, we're trying to go, we're going to war with ourselves here. <laughs> well, I think that's and we should be fighting the women. <laughs> that's what I wanted. To, that's what I came here to say. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh my Mic drop. But I think that's like the big it's issue joke, right now is everybody wants to be in their own little clique against everybody else instead mm -hmm. of looking at like we're all humans, we're all flawed, we're all fucked up. Like, yeah. but we gotta make it work together. We all gotta get along. And I, I strongly believe that you know, like us being humans, like we're all the same. Like, there's no race, there's no gender, there's no nothing. Like, we're just souls stuck in these meat vehicles. Like on this like plane that. of existence, you know, for a, a short time being, and they're all going to die. And we're going to go somewhere else, and nobody knows what the fuck it's going to be, and it's going to be amazing. I will we'll find out. It's going to be a big party. But right, you were saying something earlier. Sorry, we got in. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I was just, I don't know. Um, when I think about like toxic masculinity and stuff like that. Or when people do we know when that started? That, by the way, uh, the first recorded evidence of toxic <laughs> masculinity ever be, being used in some kind of social science setting was between 1985 and 1990. Hmm. Go figure. How the hell do you know this? <laughs> yeah, I've never because before we did this episode, I spent some time doing some research. Because See, that's why I said I've never done the research. The Google. Well, oh, a lot, yeah. a lot better of it than was us. just. <laughs> I, I am. Okay, so, so you're saying 85 was the start. 
I'm I, between if, there. Yes, I was born in '86, so I had no so idea. So it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, son you, of a bitch. You ushered in the age of toxic masculinity. <laughs> you bastards. The, the '80s. You must pay. <laughs> Everybody knew the '80s were fucked. Yeah, right? Just, <laughs> but uh, the '80s were the best. <laughs> so I think that uh, the biggest thing with that is when people, because there's like like he said. Men being men and men doing what men do is what put us on the moon, okay? Men built the Twin Towers, okay? Men built the Hoover Dam. They created the iPhone and things like that. Now, again, I think that women also had a hand in that, but it is statistically proven that masculine qualities are more likely to be successful in a business and engineering setting than feminine qualities. Now, I don't think that it's wrong, but if you look at the market, the market is driven by women. Okay, 80% of all consumer products are bought by women. Okay, so if all this stuff, if being a man is bad and these toxic masculine tendencies are bad, how come there are no women-driven or, or, or women-quality-driven um, businesses out there that are are fortune 500 companies okay well i like I, i'm can i can I, i'm just going to tell you what their argument would be and I don't, i'm not going to say whether it's true or false i'm just going to tell you that they would say that i'm glad we have a woman talking about this right now that's because i'm just kidding um <laughs> anyway i'm done hey calm down a little bit y'all. yeah everyone chill out um uh the argument here is what we're getting after. The women's side. Yes. Um, they would say that it's the reason, like you say, that all the Fortune 500 companies are run by men. is That's because how it's been set up since, you know, we sailed over here. So they would say that they're trying to undo that. that that's the result of the problem, they're saying. There we go. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i just kind of repeat that because my mic wasn't really uh, there you go. next there. But, yeah, basically they would say that, that it's that patriarchy that toxic masculinity from the time that we got here that set up society set up how things go that that's the result is having all men in power and no women so that's what they're trying to undo so in in essence like they would say that you would just have proven their point even though like i said i'm not saying i'm not advocating for their point i'm not i'm not giving I'll, well, well I, th- I think it's a valid point because like a great, great yeah, example because you, too, you specifically brought up engineering and I, and I work in the field of engineering mm-hmm. And we just got a new engineer at the office who's a lovely young lady, and she is very smart, very talented, and does just as good a job as all the guys. And I'm and sure there, she and does. And there's nothing wrong with that because no. it's just something that she's interested in. Now, traditionally, yeah. a lot of women aren't interested in that. They're more nurturing you know, by nature, so they, they want to go off and be teachers and helpers. And, and honestly, I, I haven't really, really met many women who have children who don't want to stay home. And raise their kids. Most women don't want to have these crazy fancy careers. Like they, once they have kids, especially, they want to be home raising them because th- that is to me like the best job you could imagine. Because like you're raising the future generations. Yeah. You just triggered a lot of feminists. I, I, that, that's fine, but boom, but, but, I just but, felt. No, I just literally but, felt that joy. But there also are. <laughs> oh God, they're here. But there also are a lot of women who don't want kids. I I've met and seen a lot of that recently. True. Yeah. And, and yeah. they and they want to be. Oh, God, that was horrible. <laughs> rep- I'll say anyway, they want to be balls deep into the, in their career. <laughs> hey, yeah. we, and she guys, what he means by that metaphor is 
<laughs> look, no, I have not. It's, nah, it's, it's a horrible way to put that. But, but, yeah. but it's just, I mean, it really is true. But most most women that I've met, again, they just haven't been interested in those kind of fields. It doesn't mean that they're not capable. They're not <clears> like for Like my daughter is uh, going to be going off to college here in a couple of years. And she, she wants to be like study like meteorology. And yeah. she, she loves it. It's like a science. But there's not many women who like this. So when she just went on a tour recently of a college, they were like falling all over. Like, oh my goodness, there's this young woman like wants to get in this field where it's mostly guys. It's like, this is great. We'd love yeah. you to come here. This is amazing. Like, like, come please. Like, it'd be, be awesome. And she, she just loves it. She wants to do it. Can so. I, yeah, let me, and let me piggyback on that and say that a lot of people would look at that and say, okay, your daughter being one of the only, you know, the fact that like they have to like, that they're so shocked and that they fawn all over just because of how odd it is. A lot of people look at that and they'd say, well, that's the problem. There's the problem. And what they're implying by that is saying that men and women are completely, their, their brains work exactly the same way and that they excel at the exact same things. And that, if you're saying that if that's, that's going to be the basis of your argument, yeah. it's instantly going to have to be disregarded because it's scientifically yeah, proven it, that we think differently. It's we like sell. slapping you in the face. We have of our the own Bible weaknesses. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, of course, I believe that as well. But I'm gonna, if you want to stick to strictly the science that yeah. they've studied, I mean, there are things that women excel at over men, and there and, and vice versa, and we all have our own weaknesses. So the fact that somebody's going to look and say, "Well, your daughter wants to be a meteorologist, and she's it's her and a whole bunch of guys, and that's terrible. It should be equal. It should be there should be more women in that field. We need to get more women into science. Like, why are you trying to? Shove these women into science. Yeah. Let them go where they yeah. want to go. If, yeah. they, if they like it, I mean, let yeah. them study it. I mean, let them – exactly. I mean, it's it, – you, you can't t- you can't say, well, we need a bunch of more women in this and that. We need more women to go get degrees and this and that. I mean, you, why are you trying to herd them into these things yeah. that maybe they don't want to do? Maybe you're maybe you're pressuring them. We're trying to force fair and balanced I don't. I wouldn't want to feel like I would be pressured to get into to those fields. Yeah. I know that I probably wouldn't excel in, in, a, in a field like that, you know, just because of – uh, you know, I don't know. I have certain deficiencies probably when it comes to understanding that high math or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> just for conceptual. Yeah, just for let's just throw that out there. But um, so why is that a bad? Why, why is it? Why, why is your argument from the start that it's a bad thing that men and women are different? Why can't that be a good thing? I mean, maybe if we actually embrace that. I mean, I'm starting to sound super old school here, but if like. Yes, let women run their own Fortune 500 companies in things that women excel at. And I don't know, you know, who knows what that is? I'm sure that there's studies and stuff out there that will tell you precisely, you know, what women are good at. And I'm sure that, you know, any, if, 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 it, if it even suggests that they, maybe they excel at nurturing and teaching and caring, providing, you know, support and, all, not, and also leadership, you know, but – you would you would have so many critics come at that and, and talk about how misogynistic it is and how reinforcing to the patriarchy. Don't we have to look is. at it again on an individual basis because everybody's different than everybody exactly. else? Yeah, you know? of course. Like some like women there, are going to excel. There way are more than other a women million women. Out, there are millions of women, probably even in this state, that are smarter than I am. Okay, so obviously it's it's all on an individual basis. Yeah. Um, but you have to look at like as a whole. You can't be trying to herd herd entire groups of people into things that you know. That just 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 to make it equal, just for the sake of making it equal. But, but I think but that, it's not even as bad as that because I think that some people want to even just limit the amount of men that can go into yeah. it because there's not enough women. Exactly. So it's we'll like, do we'll do it that way to make it equal. Yeah. Like I remember that happening like when I was in high school to like to college sports. They had to have equal number of like men to women's sports. So yeah. I remember like Bowling Green University, like they dropped the men's track team because they had to equal out. Mm-hmm. Like I had the, no idea about that. I didn't know that. Because yeah. I used to go up there to do uh, like track camp over the wow. summer. 
I and I and I couldn't that. go up my senior year because they dropped the men's track program because they had to equal out all the sports teams. Whoa! But isn't isn't oh, I mean didn't know that isn't that wrong in and of itself? I think it is personally. Yeah, I really do. I think that is all kinds of wrong. It's like if you want to play different sports, let <clears> them <throat> play different sports. Who gives a shit? If if the men have two or three more sports, who cares? Like if if the women want to do those sports, then they get enough people together and fucking play those sports, even if it's just a club team. Like a lot of colleges do, they don't have like a D one program for like rugby or something like that. But they'll have a club team and they'll mm-hmm. they'll travel around and play. And it's essentially, you know, like a, a D one college sport. It's just not backed by the school. They got to raise their own money and do all that kind of stuff. There's, there has to be the interest, though. You know where this is ultimately leading to is going to be a society full of uh, something where excellence is punished, where we no longer want the best of the best, you know, that we, we want to, we want to make sure everything's equal first and then we'll find out who the, who the best people yeah. are. We don't want to just let the best people excel from the start. So what we're going to do is be a society of complete equal mediocrity in most things where equality and, you know, making sure that we have an equal number of everything, equal representation in all fields, regardless of who's the most qualified, who excels at it the most, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, eventually Is that socialistic. No, no, I wouldn't say that's really. really social. I mean, it's just it's just kind of like what we're getting to, to the point where it's like... Balance it all yeah, out towards... Yeah. I, I think the socialistic part is more of the, <laughs> instead of the equal opportunity, it's yeah. it's the uh, exact outcome for everyone, the same okay. outcome. Yeah, like, that's, and that's, yeah. and that's and rubbish. Can't, yeah, you, you can't, can't take from that. somebody yeah. and give to somebody else and say it was the same. So that's we're, we're, taking, we're taking your excellence at this away from somebody to... Balance it out for yeah, everybody else. I mean, I like, mean, have you heard, like, have you heard about else? like the like, Harvard discrimination against Asian Asians? people? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, look, there are things that Asians are better at when it yeah. comes to things that people who go to Harvard excel well, at. Let them into Harvard. Like, it's yeah. fine. You're no one's gonna come at you because you're letting the best of the best get into your school. Like, it, it's ridiculous to say that. Well, we've have we have enough Asians. We need to open up spots for less smart people. Yeah. Less people that are probably going to do less in their future than these Asians are going to have to go somewhere else because they were born to Asian parents. Ridiculous, well, man. Let let people excel. Well, yeah. and the, the biggest thing about that is there are social, social, economical, and cultural differences that allow them to succeed in certain situations mm-hmm. like that. Like Amer- uh, in, in America, we only go to school in what eight, nine months out of the year, <laughs> and yeah. from everything from grade school all the way to high school. There are a lot of other countries where they go to school year round. Mm-hmm. They all year round they go to school. Or now, family culture, learning is much more integrated too. than yeah. just their daily, you know, their yeah. childhood, you know, their lives. It's not. Yeah, yeah, plus, exactly. they don't have that stupid Common Core learning bullshit, which is Let's not get into yeah. that today. Yeah. But also, like you hear of a lot, like Asians, <laughs> excuse me, like they work really hard. I remember listening to a podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience, and he talked about back when he was doing Taekwondo. He had a, a teammate on his like national Taekwondo team as he was trying to make the Olympics that was like this like U.S. like champion or something like that. And he said that kid was like taking college classes, worked a full time job, came in and trained, like slept like four hours a day or whatever it was, and back just and was able to do yeah. that for years. Mm-hmm. And he said it was like one of the best martial arts he'd ever seen, let alone he excelled in college and had a full-time job. And it's like, I, I hate to say it, like most white kids that I know that I grew up with would be like, oh, like college is kicking my ass. I need to go party on the weekends and chill out. Like, Take you know, a break. They don't yeah. have a job. Mommy and daddy are paying for shit. Like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Like like they, to him, it's just like, oh, I just, yeah, I just got to work hard <laughs> if I want to excel. It's no big deal. Yeah, and, cultural yeah. differences. And he just outworked everyone. Imagine but, that. But, <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's like it's it's not to say different. It's, All you got to do is yeah, just watch the Olympics. I mean, yeah. just watch them on that diving board. <laughs> <laughs> now I do think that there are not enough Asians in the. Uh, Curling, curling, yeah, I think. Yeah, See, now that oh, that's, no, where's yeah, where's there's we need, a podcast we, need, yeah. we should get into <laughs> we need equal yeah. Asian curling opportunity in curling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah, there we go. Yeah, let's start a petition. That's for Canadians. <laughs> eh? <laughs> they can't do it until they get more Asians. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We need the Asian quotient meant. Before the curling I love, I love where we get we get sidetracked with these fun things. This is because we just come up with more ideas. It's perfectly on topic. I don't yeah. know what you're so, talking about, no, sir. But so we could get into these other podcasts. It's great. So. Well, okay, well, yeah, we need to start jotting these down. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> Asian curling. We haven't right. recorded. What are yeah, you talking right, about? Exactly. That's good so, in, in light of today's episode. One of the things that I did last night was I actually taught my eight-year-old or nine-year-old niece. I apologize. Uh, to who's breathing so hard? Calm down here. I think <laughs> getting excited. Is yeah. it me? Yeah. Somebody, Jesus. I don't think it's me. It's all right. <laughs> I taught her. We uh taught her how to make a fire last night. Ta- taught her how to start a fire. Okay. Now, dumb question. Did you do a, a bottom up fire or a top down fire? Uh, I started with a bottom up. Okay. Um. So beginner uh, stuff, right? Well, I don't know. Top down's the, pretty easy. The too. top down yeah. seems simpler. It does because I was having trouble last year, and I was—I hate to say it—I'm a nerd. I was researching videos how to make a better fire because I was sucking at this, <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, "Oh, you need to do a top down fire. I need to try that." Yeah, yeah. it's new. Yeah. Why so I—I I guess shot? I didn't even consider that there were two different ways to start, whether the top or bottom, until wow. you said that. Look at that. I mean, but, like, traditionally, like the Boy Scouts are, I guess, are kind of taught like the you start with a small, and you kind of build, 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 build bigger. That's that's a bottom up fire, but the the top one's this uh, reverse obviously idea. Is you put your bigger logs in the bottom and you stack it up smaller like a pyramid, mm-hmm. and you put like your kindling in there or like me, I usually use like dryer lint, yeah, because it goes up real fast. Oh I got, yeah, I got a abundant supply of it, yeah. <laughs> making every week. Mm-hmm. And then you put like some twigs on top of that, and you get that going, and it just works its way down. But they say that's almost better if like the wood was wet, yeah, because like, really windy or something the, like that. Oh uh, no, actually that the. The bottom up works That's better the when it's windy because so it you kind of protect yeah, the, the flames from the okay. outside. But That's but the wetness, it's that, yeah, but it's like dampness. apparently like it'll dry out the wood as it works yeah. its way down. It gets hotter and hotter and hotter because it's not quite on fire yet, but the fire's right on top of it, so it'll get some of the moisture out of mm. it. It smokes a little more, but apparently it's an easier way to start a fire. But again, you can't really do it when it's windy. Well, yeah, I guess I just grew I had up those reverse, yeah, burning shit. I guess <laughs> I know, I, we just always lit stuff on fire. Well, if, if you got if you got some map <laughs> gas, it's like it'll work. Here we go. Like, well, I, I did. Okay, well, I you guess didn't I cheat, should did be you? honest. What's that? <laughs> you didn't cheat with map gas, did you? I did not. Um, I taught her two different ways to start a fire. I taught her the traditional way to do it. And then I taught her how to do it my way. <laughs> my way includes... Well, let's, let's, let's go through both of these. Let's go through the traditional <laughs> yeah. way first. Okay. Well, the traditional way, you know, you start with kindling and you build it up and, you know, you're, you are you start with a very small fire, as small as you can sustain with the little bit of fuel that you have. And then you gradually, like you said, you add to it, you make yeah, that kindling. And with that, kindling. you almost have to have everything prepped on the side, ready to go. Yeah. She you kind was, of build it up like a teepee, right? Yes. Well, I, I do the log cabin. Okay. So I like yeah. crisscross. Enclose it, Yeah. 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 And um, and and the bigger logs is as I get, I either put them on the side or I stack them on the top of that so they can be drying. Yes, at, because some of the stuff I had was wet. Um, so you know, you obviously you start small, and then as those little twigs and the little kindling and stuff gets burning, you get hot coals, which is what helps burn the fire, which is like the heat part of the fire. 
And so you just gradually build those coals up more and more and more, and then now you have a pile of coals, and you can start throwing bigger logs on. They'll burn. Okay, so how do you do it the Uncle Ethan way? You just pour a bunch of gas on it. Light <laughs> it on fire. <laughs> Oof. So, That's yeah. good to teach an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just don't tell your mom I taught you this. <laughs> mom, can we go get some gas? What do you need gas for? Uncle Ethan taught me how to make a fire. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, uh I mean that. I mean that's how. Even as a kid, when when we were her age, that's how we started fires. I mean, because all my my dad and his brothers and all everybody that we run around with, you had like equipment that you had at your house. So there was always a, a five gallon can of gas laying somewhere, and so you would just grab that can, and see what goes. Yeah, and then all right, grab a piece of cardboard, you light it, toss it on there, and I I mean I remember one summer vacation where I, me and my brother we took a <laughs> A cup, like a little plastic drinking cup, I decided to put it in the driveway, fill it with gasoline, set it on fire. Didn't realize that obviously, as soon as that cup went up, or the you know I went up, the, the cup would start melting. Mm-hmm. So of course the gasoline, then the, the, this river of fire Everywhere goes else. into the front yard hmm. and just puts this huge <laughs> burnout spot in the grass. <laughs> so the stepdad was not pleased when he got home that night. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, and I was. Like, dude, you're lucky that you, you didn't lose your house today, dog. <laughs> you should be a little bit more thankful, you know? Oh, we've all been there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, so yeah, I, and, and, and it's not, and I kept joking with her. I said, you know how we got this fire going? She go, how? Oh, I said, because I'm a man. I know how to make a fire. <laughs> you know? Uh-oh. And just, just to bust her chops. What she, do you mean, Uncle Ethan? Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> and, uh. She's going to be a feminazi now. Yeah. Oh, because shit. of you. God, Jake. So how dare you? <laughs> how dare you suppress me, old man? <laughs> but, and, and I, I didn't teach her that just because I could or because that's the only thing I know how to teach her. There are certain fundamental skills in our lifetime that we should have access to. And even if it's something as simple as learning how to make a fire. Now, do I think that we as human beings need to have that everyday knowledge to start a fire? No, but okay, there but are... Okay, what about people like who live in New York City? They, they can't make a fire. There's nowhere to make a fire. Well, I mean, the park. Fire pit? No... You're going to tell me those Brooklyn apartments don't have little patios with no, fire No, no, time on? out, time out, because I've been to some of my friends' places, not in New York City, but there are the little electric flick the switch on and your fireplace comes on outside on the patio. Oh, dude. I guarantee you that's what they've got. I want nice. one of those. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, dude. Where do I get yeah. one of those? <laughs> I mean, there might be a few people that are making their own. Yeah, I mean, like not, for, for people like yeah. us who kind of live out in the country, like it's normal. You but sit, yeah, I you mean. Sit outside just but that's a gasoline not... bonfire we're normally making. At least me. <laughs> yeah. I've ever grown up with. Well, I'll say, yeah, to in, yeah. in our little corner of the world, that's a normal thing. Yeah. yeah Damn you... rednecks. What yeah. The hell? Bunch of, <laughs> Whatever. Bunch of yokels. Whatever. Man, but uh, so, again, do I think it's beneficial for everybody to have that information? No. There are certain cultural differences that separate, even from state to state, whether it's Ohio to New York to California. Obviously, the people in California don't need to be making fires. Okay. It's too dry. It's too dry. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're bueno. going to – people throw cigarette butts out their window – and it lights a forest on yeah, fire. Exactly. Well, I mean, I've got family who moved down to Texas, and they said that's one of the big things they miss. Yeah. They can't have fires down there because nine months out of the year, they're in a no-burn state. Yeah. yeah. Like, in the wintertime, they might be able to have it when they've got it's a little bit more rain. It's freaking dry, man. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, but they're not allowed to burn because even just the embers going around just or catch enough up to light fire. things oh, on yeah. fire. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, do I think that it's, it's – I don't think there's, there's any 
one specific skill that you have to know if you're a man's man or something like that. But she doesn't have a, a dad. She doesn't have a dad to teach her things about men. Yeah. You know? And it's good it, to have a male role model around the house who's a, who's a good guy. Because you are a good guy. We make fun of you from time to time. That's all that's right. That's all right. Because we, just, we love you. If you're picking you know? on me, you're leaving everybody else alone. So that's good. That's <laughs> it's good a good way to me. look yeah. at but it. it. I never but thought about I, that. I think that a lot of kids don't have that nowadays. I mean, like, the, the family values just, unfortunately, aren't there anymore. Can, can I say I'm really glad that you brought that up because, like I said, growing up with my mom, we lived mainly with my mom, saw my dad every mm-hmm. once in a while, every weekend or a couple weekends or whatever. Like, I didn't... My dad might have shown me how to tie a tie once, maybe, that I can remember. But it wasn't like I was living with dad all the time. My mom's not yeah. wearing ties. So when I first started putting a tie on, I had to just watch other people do it or ask my buddies to yeah. do it for me real quick or do it a couple times or do it over and over again before I finally got it down pat. Or, you know, some of my mm-hmm. friends, like I was just at a wedding last week or a few weeks ago, and I tied four ties because there's people that just don't wear ties every day. And it's like, well, I had to look it up on YouTube or learn this way, and I'm still not good at it. I'm like, I got you, dude. I, I'll just do it for you. And yeah. I had to learn the hard way, though. Like I said, my mom wasn't teaching me. I wasn't working on cars and stuff, and I wasn't going out shooting guns with my mom. Like, my stepdad, yes, and his friends, my father and my uncle, it was like, my dad didn't really shoot guns. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. uncle did. Yeah. You know, all the guys that were in the military did and stuff like that. I could do it with them or going out with my brother and doing it, but, like, we just weren't doing I it mean, with dads. I mean, yeah. Like, it's like, we weren't in the household with dads, I so. admittedly have, like, very few what you would call, like, manly skills, you know? I'm talking about, like, you know, being able to go out and, you know, fix your furnace or change your brakes, something like that. And it's, like, I spent, you know, a lot of time with my dad. My dad wasn't an estranged dad by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, my parents were divorced, so I kind of split time between my mom's house and my dad's house. But most of the time, my dad and I spent together was at sporting events, watching sports on right. TV, playing golf. You know, stuff like that. We didn't, there wasn't any, you know, um, let me show you how to mow the lawn. Or, I mean, we had somebody mow our lawn for us. So, it's like there there wasn't any of that. So, I, you know, even today I'll get picked on by some friends, you know, if I got to, you know, tell them that I had to go, I had my, just took my car to have the oil change, you know. And then, you know, of course I get laughed at because I don't change my own oil. It's like, sorry, dog. You know? You want to teach me? Even if you did, I probably wouldn't do it. But that's the thing. I mean, you you just said that you you would play sports with your dad, right? Uh, yeah. That in and of itself is a manly thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. You're I mean, engaging yeah, oh, yeah, yourself for sure. in a friendly oh, yeah, competition right. with somebody you, else. I mean, look, I'm going to... Some people equate opening doors for other people or being a gentleman when a woman walks by and pulling a chair out or whatever, something like that as being manly, even though it's just being a good person in my mind. I mean, look... But that's just why I was raised. I hold the door for everyone. Yeah, I, right, yeah, that's everyone. what I mean. That's what I mean. I, I don't I don't have a lot of hills that, I'm ever, that, I, would, that I would die on. There's only... There's very few... Um, but one of those hills is that you need a male influence in your life equal, equal, 50% equally, no less than you need a, uh, your mom in your life yes. growing up. You need, doesn't have to be your dad. Can right. be your uncle. Can right. be stepfather. Stepdad. Can be friends. Yeah, it yeah. could be a, a big but brother. You right? need, yeah, yeah, program. exactly. Yep. But you yep. need somebody that's going to teach you how to behave and think like. A man. And right. I like even with my own kids, obviously, I don't have any skills really that I can pass on to them because I don't I never learned them myself. But so I, I try to spend a majority of my time with them. My way of trying to, of, to parent them is life, life skills, life lessons, advice, yeah. you know, um, just and, and just, you know, conversation, getting, you know, just being there for them and uh, trying to get them to think independently, trying to get them to understand how to justify their own beliefs and things. So I feel like that's 
that's what I can offer my kids. I really can't offer them, hey, here's son, here's how to change the oil in the lawnmower or anything like that. So uh, that, I don't think that makes me any less of a father. It's no, just, you know, it's, it's just even simple stuff like yeah. that with cleaning a lawnmower and things like that. Like my uncle and I took my lawnmower apart a few years ago, and it's something I never did with my dad. We're, it's a riding mower because we bought it when we had a bigger piece of property. We don't need it for the one now, but like we took it all apart, cleaned it. When I wasn't even with him, when he was having it, I mean, he's retired. He had it in his garage. He was blowing it out with an air nozzle and all kinds of stuff. When I was back over there, we were cleaning all the oil off, cleaning everything, fixing the uh, the gas tank because it had some cracks and leaks and stuff in it. And it's like stuff that I never did with my father because we just weren't working on cars. Yeah. Like when I hung out with my dad or we saw him on the weekends, he was working. And then coming back from work, and he would do fun stuff with his kids, take us to parks, take us wherever, take us to movies, throw football around, throw baseball around. Yeah. That's what I know. And like we've said before, that's 100% what is instilled in me from my father that sports, you know, talk radio, being a good person, yeah. talking to people like that was pushed on me by my and, father and, you know, we're, and movies. And I'm great at those things. Yeah. And I think we're talking and I think when we're talking, we're talking in context of sons right now. Yeah. I also have a daughter. And so think, right. about, and same, think about it in terms of, 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 of young women needing that that male positive male influence in their life but so, so they, show her a good yeah, guy too to not an a-hole yeah. guy yes. like all these women that end up with assholes exactly. like and then they to, think that's how dudes you, are you you I, I believe that it, it is if, if you have a young girl in your life whether she's your daughter your stepdaughter whatever your job is to instill in her her worth her value that right um you know never to sell herself short to have expectations for who she's gonna spend her time with yeah and and show her what here, here's what it's like to be loved Basically, yeah. so this is true love, not, yeah, not the fake. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're not getting, you know, if if you don't feel, um, you know that, uh, if you're not, if you don't know what that feeling is to yeah. feel worth and value from a man, then you're just going to assume any guy that wants a piece, right, is showing you love. Caring, yeah. Who's gonna Who's gonna tell you differently? And it's you know? funny or not funny. Sad. You find out sad, yourself. Like the way the movies make fun of it, or books, or whatever else, or magazines we look at when people make fun of people with daddy issues having a problem like that or they're with a guy that abuses them or treats yeah. them like shit and they just come back or they that's the kind of oh you broke up with him and like mr nice guy's over here like like well why is she with this fucking douchebag you know and then you see it constantly happening where it's like i'm right here you know and they're waving their hand like come over here and hang out with me and try this once not go for the the yeah. hot guy that's an a-hole like that's just like I said, it's a daddy issue thing. But well, it's, you want to talk about daddy? Maybe I mean, it's because of a problem that they actually didn't have that gentle, loving, well, caring it's the father isn't, figure, or whatever. Isn't because here, <clears throat> if you look at it, I mean, statistically, um, I, I mean, I don't want to. Maybe I shouldn't say it like that. But isn't it? Isn't fatherlessness rampant right now? Isn't oh, yeah. that oh, like yeah. a huge yeah. thing? Huge. So, so isn't huge. isn't yeah. maybe a lack of masculinity the problem? Yes. Oh, which is Ab why the hypocrisy so and looking absolutely. at all these labels of things it coming is. out now, it's like we see where we are in 2019 and now all this crap's like... It is. Wait I, a now I think Hold like, on. You're <laughs> talking about daddy issues. I, I'm saying, to, to kind of jump on both your points there, I feel like a boy with daddy issues is... That's where you get... That's where... That's where things get dangerous. The loneliness. I feel you. That's where I think violence. The, that's yeah, where the real like toxic. That's where the toxic masculinity yeah. that we talked about. That's where that shit stems from. Yeah. So, like you're saying, like you mentioned, Ethan, like the division of the family uh, is that's that's what's the that's what's festering this toxic masculinity is because these guys are these boys are growing up with no male role model and all they know how to do is you know sit you know talk the shit that's in their head which they've learned from nope from from where. I, I'm a firm believer that the only person who can teach a boy, and I, let's be honest, boys are stupid. 
boys do dumb things. Oh, we were yeah. all there. We yeah. we were all idiots. Still a boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, yeah. We, we've all done stupid shit. But I'm a firm believer that the only person to teach a boy to be a man and do manly <laughs> things is a man. Yeah. And, and, he's I, got, I, yeah. and I think and I think you need that. Yeah. And like, here, here's a good question: like, what what are what are like some of the big characteristics of like being manly? Like, what do you guys think? Shooting guns, fixing cars. I mean, I think yeah, like tying a tie. I think when it boils down to um, servitude, you're servant. You're a servant to your community, to your family. That's true. Yeah. You're a leader, but I'm you're with, also the you're the first to serve. I'm with you on that's that. What one. Man, I, that's I th- what manhood in, is. In my opinion, the, the best characteristics of a man. That's what is, people is equate being, to. I'm saying though. is being selfless. Yeah. And giving to others. That's, exactly. I, that's something I, could, I feel. Yeah. I can remember seeing my father. You know, like we would go to stuff at church, and they'd have like a little buffet line or whatever. And he would be the last person to go get food because he wanted to make sure everybody else got fed first. Before, if he went hungry, yeah. that was fine. And I can remember him. Uh, going over to the neighbor's house and running like a big jackhammer because he's a big man. Yeah, you know he's he's a lot bigger. Than like his his wedding ring like falls off of my thumb. He's just a giant man, and and he was out there running a jackhammer for eight ten hours to break up this concrete piece in the neighbor's yard because they couldn't do it physically. They just weren't able. And he literally made himself sick on like his one day off of work because he worked six days a week. Yeah, you know, and it's like that. That's just who he is. There's a, there's like, a- like to me, that's a man. That's somebody who yeah. shoots gun or works on no, cars. No, no, but I'm saying whatever. though, that's what that's what people think of though, and they're like, well, I mean, what do guys do? Or what going to guy stuff? Yeah, that's yeah, quote unquote or, 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 or guy stuff. Or we're just like, yeah, yeah we're dumb. Like, like yeah. kind of like, well, I think people would say that almost like kind of what Matt, how Matt views people that watch sports. You know, like you're just dumb apes who like to, you know cheer on our team and <laughs> yeah. But just like last night, we were at a, we were at a friend's <clears throat> excuse me, a friend's housewarming party. And his cousin or whoever it was had a daughter. There's three years old. She's coming over and she's like, I was nurturing her. And I don't even know who this kid is last night. And somebody made a comment about how oh, he'd be great with kids. Like you guys have kids. I started this whole conversation of like, no, like, oh, he, he takes care of animals the same way. He takes care of other people's kids. And like, that's a nurturing fatherly aspect mm-hmm. that masculinity has something to do with. Exactly. It has to, you know, exactly. it's like, yep. in my mind. But yeah, it's you're the, you're the you're we're instinctually you, you know we're the leader of our own yeah. wolf packs. That's yeah. what that's what, that's mm-hmm. how we are with our families. You know, I mean, we need to be like I said, the first we need to lead them at the first time, be the first to. And I'm saying this as somebody who's guilty, completely guilty of not living up to that standard, as we all are a lot. Yeah. You yeah. know, but that's what the standard is. You know, is to be <laughs> the the rock for your family, to be the one who who it all you take responsibility. Yeah. And I that's, you know, somebody who You uh, have to be able to defend the people but at the same time show that yeah, you know, you have to be that tough guy but show that nurturing yeah, fatherly aspect exactly. I feel like. It's a, and it's a and if you think it's easy, it's not. I'm not yeah, I'm not asking for, a, you know, to get some sort of And you might learn uh, that all from your mother, but you need to learn that from a fatherly aspect too. And in my opinion, I mean, you like my my stepdad, I learned certain things from, but I never wanted to follow because he's not my dad. So like you have to you have to have that relationship with your father where you're learning that in my mind that's just whatever. Well, like, again, I don't think it has to be your father, but it has to be like just a, a through po- my experience a, a positive male yeah. role model because yeah. I think I think there's a lot of people who just they don't have that. Like my daughter, like she she grows up lives with the mom. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm only around her so much. I mean, I'm, I've been able to have some influence, which is good, right? But not as much as I would like. If if she lived with me, I would have a lot more influence, which I would like that more. But I can still at least have some. Well, I'm saying in my experience, like when my mom's boyfriend, who's now her husband at the time, came around, I was old enough to realize this is not dad. 
my little brother took to him a lot better than I did because he was still younger than me. It wasn't as, you know, like he'd grown up most of his life since two and a half without dad being there. You know, I was five when we split or they split. And then I was old enough when the boyfriend came around that like he, I just knew my stepdad wasn't my father. The connection, that relationship's not there. Love the guy. He's done a lot for me. He's helped me out with stuff, but it's like, I didn't take to him like my brother did. Yeah. So I had to look for that outside, you know, friends or friends' fathers that I was with or my uncles all the time. It's just like, that's my relationship with them. I know they're my uncle. They've been there my entire life, not the guy that came in midway through. I don't know why that was like that with me. I don't, I can't turn off that light switch. It's just, I mean, that's you're comfortable how, with who you're comfortable yeah, with, that's you know? just that's how it was learned with me. So, I mean, it, we're all different guys. I mean, yeah. it's like, that's how it is. So, but. Yeah. Anyway, someone else talk. <laughs> well, I think here we are again, uh, yeah. solving the problems of the world. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of what I, we do. Uh, to me, uh, <clears throat> I guess the best way to say this in the most generic term, balance. Balance is the best quality you can find in a man. And the reason why I say that is because it's it's everything that everybody said. In my opinion, you have to be able to balance things. And what I mean by that is, in my opinion, is it's good to be able to take care of your things, whether that's work on your lawnmower or build a birdhouse or, you know, little things like, you know, even nurturing a child. Because as a man, that's something that you may have to do because part of being a man is being a father. Eventually, most likely in life, that results in you being a father. Part of being a good father means you have to be able to care and nurture for that child. It's not just the woman's job to do that. Mm -hmm. So balance is where that comes in because – I need to be able to nurture that child, but I also need to be able to be the one to defend it in the event that it needs that type of protection, whether it's from an emotional problem, a physical confrontation of some kind. Um, and, you know, like for me, my dad, uh, my dad was what I would call a workaholic. He worked six, sometimes seven days a week, uh, the majority of my childhood. You know, uh, there was a lot of games that were missed a lot of um you know opportunities for him to be present were not taken because he had a business to run and he had work to do and he had he had things that he had to do to take care of his family to make sure his family had a roof over their head and food in their stomachs and 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 the ability to go play those sports exactly and and you know as a kid obviously i wanted dad to be there you know what's more disappointing than knowing that you're going to have a football game or a soccer game or a wrestling tournament or anything like that and you know dad's not going to be there you know as a young boy that's disheartening Mm -hmm. but as a man i can take solace in that because i know that he was doing everything he could to make sure that i was able to be able to do those things without question Mm -hmm. so i can't hold that against him as an adult yeah and i'm sure it hurt him too but he knew he knew exactly yeah you know but there was also a lot of things that he taught me like if you own a vehicle, you need to take care of it. You know, just one example of that. You know, uh, you, you change oil in your own vehicle. I'll teach you how to do it. You need to know how to change tires and do brakes and, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily to this extreme, but rebuild the motor and do this and do that. Because that was, you know, that's one of the things that he does is he works on equipment. And he, you know, it, it's just things like that that he taught me. Maybe not directly, but. It was things like that because that's what I spent my childhood doing. Yeah, 
is like turning wrenches on cars mm-hmm. and shooting guns and blowing stuff up and burning things with and gasoline like, and with yeah, gasoline. Right? Yeah. So and, yeah, it just shows we're all so different. It's crazy. It's, but that's but that's what yeah. makes this world so amazing is because. I don't want people to be the same. Right, exactly. If that was the case, then we'd all be these great gelatinous blobs exactly. that just boring, <laughs> very boring. That's like yeah. just. I think, roll I, I think down. I've used that exact term in an old podcast Probably. when I described yeah. what like the ultimate progressive utopia is: is we're all just a bunch of asexual gelatinous blobs yeah. with just no with no talent and nothing old, nothing extraordinary old. about any of us because we're all equal. Yeah. Yeah, because we're all exactly the same. But that's and that's what sucks is yep. because that's what everybody is pushing towards. Yeah, it's it feels it's like, like diversity only yeah. matters when it comes to skin color and if you have a dick or not. It doesn't matter if you think differently. Mm-hmm. And I know, yeah, people want to say that's some sort of alt right Nazi talking point. Yeah, now I never break. heard that I mean, when I was growing up. Well, that so. would explain the get up with the white coat and all the stuff you're wearing. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> 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 um, oh, I have a Zelda funny. shirt on. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I we're know. Just kidding, uh, but um. But yeah, it's like he's all neutral colored right now. Yeah. It's like it's uh the equal t shirt. Yeah, it's that's um that's just that's just no future I want to be a part of. I mean no. it's I wanna I I wanna be able to rely on people like Ethan to fix my car if I need it fixed because I don't because I know I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I if that's if if doing that is considered masculine and and there should be more women doing it. So let's Ethan, you can't do it. We gotta have more women doing it. I mean, I need people that know how to do it, that have a passion for it. Right. Let them do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to have somebody fixing my car because they got in to this program because there was a shortage of them, yeah. you know, on the market. So we need to shovel them yeah. in there. That yeah. way we meet our quota. You know what I'm saying? Let people <laughs> excel at what they excel at. Give them the opportunity to excel and stop expecting you know, stop expecting a girl to feel bad about herself if she doesn't want to be a firefighter all of a sudden and she just wants to maybe, you know, be a stay-at-home mom or yeah. be a teacher or something like or that. Start a, or yeah. start a business. It's great if you want to be a firefighter, yeah, but if you don't, it doesn't mean you're not some sort of tough girl, right. you know, and you don't have any girl power because you don't want to be, a, you know, right. work on, yeah, be a construction worker or something. See, I've been parts of things or been been part of things where like leadership classes or other things where I was actually, you listen to people talk about, we need, we need this to be more diverse. We need some, you know, some black people or some Asian people or yeah. something like that. And it's like, what if you've asked people that are black or Asian or something that are different than just the white people that are doing it to be in part of this and they either laugh about it. They think, oh no, I'm not going to do something like that. that's for you yeah. white folk or something like that. I've heard that comment come out of my friend's mouth. Yeah. And it's like, is this a, if is you, this you, a background of how you were raised yeah. or something like that? Not everybody's exactly the same. You in that can't, aspect. We're you can't gonna, come at something like that saying, you can't, we need them. a certain amount yeah. of these people here to make this yeah. worth it. If your topic or whatever your meeting or your group is worth it to begin with, yeah. you'll have people from diverse places right. coming into it, but you're going to have that if they idea. want that. Yeah, exactly. They they'll come in on their own accord. They're not going to be solicited because, uh, you know, saying, Hey, uh, if, uh, if uh, you know, bring a black friend to, right. to, to, to our meeting tonight and get a free coffee. It's like if you look at jobs you might have worked or any job you work at now or anything like that where it's like you see because of the laws now where they try to hire so many black people or a couple Asian people or people that might be trans, which we've actually experienced at our job, you know, deaf people, whatever else. Where There's such a mix now where it's like sometimes you watch people do their job or try to do their job and it's like, did you get hired because of so-and-so reason or did you get hired because you're actually good at working and it's like 
I've worked in factories all my life. You see some of these things where like, how do you still have a job? And then you go, oh, you've got that card in your back well, pocket. Well, look, I'm, let me say this because I want to differentiate one thing here. I, I do want to say seen that, that I do believe there is, an, when we're kind of talking about affirmative action, yeah. I believe that there is an inequality in the workplace, but it's not due to – no. It's it's more due to stereotype and prejudice right. as far as when you get a bunch of resumes, you're going to look for the white first name first. But that's what so, I mean. And, and let me finish for a second. Yeah, okay. So I want to make sure that, you know, that's diff- – when, when, when we're talking about, you know, getting people opportunity and um, things like that, I, I do believe there is a place for that due to due to those type of reasons, due to, due to hiring prejudice pre- pre- prejudices prejudices. Yeah, yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. okay, just to clarify. Go no, I, I, I just – it needs to be there. I mean, like there are there's yeah. places where that needs to happen. It's just like when there's when there's screw ups over and over again, or so and so calls off over and yeah, over. Yeah, you need again. to and find you, out where that like, person can excel, yeah, not yeah. put them there. Yeah, just because because yeah. you're bringing them. I'm in. not saying don't don't disregard no. them. No, but, but if you're if you're put some work in terrible time. person, if you're bad at your job, I'm not saying this is this. I, I've been in jobs though since I was 18 like this, where you run into that situation, you go, you don't come to work, you're a bad person, you're an a hole, all your friends or coworkers, I should say, whatever. You're not doing your job correctly. You screw up all the time. How do you still have a job? Like, there's no good qualifications. Like, why are you still yeah. here other than? Like, yeah, I mean, I've it's, seen that happen. It, it does. Before. It does happen. And like I, I mean, said, it's 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 a shame because, like I said, it keeps people. We it, need some diverseness, but damn it, <laughs> it needs to be it needs to be right. It needs to be because these people have the opportunities yeah. to find out what they excel in. Yeah, and um, that's I think. A, I mean, I think that's primary issue. A one is our, you know, a lot of our um, school systems that are failing and getting these kids prepared for that. But that's a, that's a different topic, but no. it's being able to find out what you excel at and being able to have the opportunity to make a career out of it. Yeah. So like what Ethan said with the balance. So that's what I really love. Like moderation balance that needs to be talked about when all these things like we've discussed where everyone's getting herded and labeled and thrown in these groups, like where the hell is moderation and balance over and over again? Cause you just hear the, this group, that group, everybody's splitting their yeah, sides. Yeah, there's no, and then there's no, there's no market. There's no market. Where's the middle centrists talk? anymore? Yeah. Where's you the centrist to, talk? Exactly. It's uh, well, there's no money in it. I do think part of the problem is that people need to quit once they because people are gonna people are gonna pre ha, have preconceived notions about who you are as a person based on the labels that society gives you. True. Okay, so instead of allowing that to affect you why don't you just not give a shit about it because the whole way some to of remove, us are there though well but and i get not that because everybody. that's the yeah. way i feel too yeah. i don't like you know i have never treated anyone different bla- based on the amount of pigments that are in their skin right or that the genitalia that they were born right. with or what gender that they may think that they are or you know whatever i I judge them based on the content of their character and the actions that they take against me and my fellow human beings. Right. But just because I am different, that makes me wrong. Yeah, and that's where we feel like we're at now. And really, But that's part, you know, everybody wants to live in an echo chamber nowadays. Yeah. Nobody wants to have a civil debate and l- listen to somebody who disagrees with them because one of the things I like to do is I like to watch like Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you guys know who he is of or course, not. Yeah. Uh, ben Shapiro. Again, not. It's just somebody that I, I listen to. I don't necessarily agree with everything he says and or does, 
but I do pay attention and well, listen that's two to people the, you just named right there that do like this, where it's a sit-down conversation with someone that might not agree with them, and exactly. then we'll have the debate and talk it out right there, where Joe Rogan or Dave Rubin, you can name off all these people that do this, us, regardless of how big or not we are, it's talking about things. Well, I the, just the, did a Jeffersonian dinner last week. Yeah. We did exactly that. We sat around a dinner table. We all threw out a topic. There was a question that was sent to us in an email that we all had to discuss first, and that's what started the evening. And then it was kind of like a back-and-forth talk about stuff. I mean, it's funny about those – you talk about those three guys, Peterson, Shapiro, Rogan, stuff like that. I mean, who, when they got on the scene, basically were uh, more center, some cons- you know conservative, classic liberal viewpoints and stuff like that. That's how they were perceived. Shapiro probably more conservative than, than the other two. Um and now, and now they're, but now in today's culture, now all of a sudden they're, they're, they're all of a sudden yeah. people referred to, I've heard people refer to Joe Rogan as, as alt-right, alt-right, Nazi, yeah, yep, yep, you know, yep. white nationalist. It's like, that's where we're at now. There's no, like I said, there's no more, there's no money in middle ground but anymore. You're people either. People label Ben Shapiro, who's a, uh, what, Jewish dude as a racist and whatever, for, Nazi. Yeah, for people that. call it, yeah, like, Jewish man a Nazi. I he know. wears, like he says, the funny hat on his head in public everywhere, and he talks about it and everything else, and people call the guy a yeah. Nazi. It's, so it's, it's yeah. all of a sudden now, what the problem is. Dave is Rubin's that, a gay guy, and he's labeled yeah. as. So now these guys that have some good, I mean, that have some good points. They're gonna their points are gonna be instantly disregarded now because of the group they've been well, locked in with, and that's the whole point I'm getting at is one of the, you know a lot of the videos that you watch of these guys having these conversations. You can see them clearly approach this question that's being posed to them with logic and facts, and you'll literally watch the other person stand there and go, "Now, well, now," and like shake their head. Facts are literally sometimes being treated as uh, as problematic. Now, I mean, we have we literally have problematic triggering facts, and uh, I don't, I, I just don't understand why that is. It's like. We can acknowledge something that's true and still want to change it. Right. I mean, but we have to acknowledge that it's that it's a fact first before we start talking about possibly right. how to how to uh, right. turn things around or how to improve on it. But just this kind of putting your fingers in your ears and la 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 la. I mean, we're you're not we're not getting anywhere. I mean, no. we're spinning our tires right now. And that's like when people talk about even when I was growing up, you know, younger teenager and whatnot. Like you hear stereotyping and all these things where you don't want to put labels on people, blah, blah, whatever. But sometimes stereotyping is just stats. Yeah, it's no, just I, statistics. I, yeah, Look at the facts. I, I, don't, exactly. I don't honestly like, see anything inherently wrong with stere- with, with stereotypes in, right. in the sense that just like because they're so they, they so obviously exist. Right. But it's like the nobody it's like unless you're like some mentally ill uh, societal defect. Right. Nobody's acting on these stereotypes. Nobody's like nobody sees an uh, uh, an Asian woman walking by and be like, "Oh, I bet you don't know how to to drive." You know, <laughs> you must, but don't get behind me in the right. in, in the traffic. You know, like, if I want to stereotype a dude yeah, like you said earlier, wearing a white nobody robe and a that. freaking white pointy hat, I'm gonna stereotype him as probably a cocksucker well, just judging by what I see, just because I don't yeah, agree with you. That. Can I mean we stereotype? I mean I'm like, sure that it, I, I'm happily part of many stereotypes. Right. I'm sure. And it's just like I said, they're so obvious and they're so they're so ingrained into everybody's mind. I don't care what anybody how anybody wants to project themselves. They're just there. They don't hurt. I mean, like I said, unless you're some sort of defect who's acting on them and who's uh, punishing people because you believe because, you know, you're taking these things as literal, uh, you know, care, you know, assassinations against people's character. Right. 
then they don't they don't matter. Like well, they're I just mean, they're just something to get offended by. Full circle because doesn't that just kind of mean they're an asshole? Right. <laughs> <laughs> here we are again. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've been here before. I know. And, and that's kind of like for those guys yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's just like sometimes, like you know, maybe if somebody shoots up a school, it's you know, it doesn't mean you need to change the constitution. It means that person was a fucking asshole. Right. And <laughs> sometimes there's nothing wrong with just saying it. What's so wrong with with just calling somebody an asshole? Or, you know, and, and so there, we're there gonna use real, moving on. There's real evil in the world, and people are gonna do stupid, yeah. shitty things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we can't just get away from that. It is what it is. We have to deal with that. That is the part of having freedom. I'll tell you what, boys. This has been a lot of fun. Yep. I greatly enjoyed myself. Anybody have any closing comments here before we shut her down? Don't be an asshole. Don't, don't be, be an, an asshole. asshole. Oh, come on, man. There needs to be a new T-shirt. Yeah. Don't be uh, white either. Yeah. Don't be white. <laughs> don't well, be a white. Be a white T-shirt. You said thanks for coming on. Yep. Boyos, always a pleasure. That's yeah, my man. pleasure. Thank you. Yep. All right, and we will see you guys next time. Always. Fuck, that was great. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up another great show. I had so much fun with those guys. Everybody was just laughing and smiling and joking, and everyone clicked. And those two hadn't met Ethan before, so that was the first time they had ever met him. But they just instantly clicked, and they and they were flowing, and everything was good. And it was it was God, that was such a great episode. I really enjoyed that. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it as much as I did. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we still need to get the show out there to new people, so please, please, please go out to Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Let's leave the show some five-star reviews, because that gets it bumped up in the rankings, and that really helps it get found by new people. Well, that's all we have time for this week, so we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity. <laughs>